Chop, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. Chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul Chargian and Brian Johnson. Welcome to Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. I'm Paul Charchian, my co-host via phone today, Brian Johnson. Hey, buddy. What's up, Charch? Sorry I can't be there today for this star-studded list of chopped players we've got. It's insane. I mean, this is, if you've been holding funds, this is the first big payoff week. It's finally here. You've been waiting, waiting for some week when there's a ton of great players. You knew it was coming. It's here. Week eight. Yeah, normally we don't see this collection of uh, star power <laughs> until like week 11, 12, Correct. 13, something like that. So, yeah, so we advocate it from the jump. Save your fab, and this is the reason why for uh, this list of players. I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, incredible names for this stage of the season. When you hear the 10 most chopped names, I think you're really, it's all going to click in why you've been saving money. These are, you know, these are the players that we're going for. 300 400 500 600 700 earlier in the season we think you're going to get those guys at about half price now because everybody's short on funds hopefully not so much you and it's wow it's going to be really a big big week in the opportunity for teams to make a move it's going to be really fun uh we'll dive into it in a second and, and before we do that i'll remind you New Guillotine League still forming every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays before kickoff, Fridays, Saturdays, even Sunday mornings before kickoff, guillotineleagues.com. We're at 12 weeks left in the season, right, Brian? So 12 team leagues at this point, or is it 11? Uh, 11, 12 weeks left, 11, 11 team leagues right 11 now. team leagues, absolutely. So you still get two and a half months of fun in a brand no new doubt. And no league. no bye weeks this week. Normally when you're drafting in season, you're yeah. like like last week for example, the bye apocalypse. It's like, do I take Jamar Chase in the first round? I don't know, he's on bye. This week no buys. Great hopefully. point. Great point. And with uh six teams just finishing their bye, you know, that really helps you gain a lot of clarity on Jamar Chase and you know other players that were on bye and that now you don't have to worry about the bye weeks cuz those can be killers. Huge, huge advantage for those players, which is great. Yeah, whether you're you're drafting or you're blind bidding, yeah, obvious bonus for any player with their buy in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. All right. Uh, reminder, by the way, if you're playing at guillotineleaks.com, you get access to the CHOP data page that shows you historic waiver pricing for every player. So you don't have to do a lot of guessing. In case we don't mention players you care about, you can use that page to give you some guidance. We use base 1,000 for our dollar amounts, the amount uh, we use at guillotineleaks.com. If you're playing somewhere else and you use base 100 or something else, you can do the math and try to calculate that. It's championship week for uh, guillotinis, right? And so it's pretty much spend everything you got left. Is that right? I think it is championship week or is it week Correct. next week? If, yeah. you, if you joined a guillotini in the preseason. In week one, yeah, starting in week one, yeah, this is yeah, it. It's a uh, guillotini it. championship yeah. time. So obviously spend the rest of your money. Uh, super chops and smaller leagues. You could probably roughly double your, you know, where you're you're coming to an end here sooner. You could roughly double our, our pricing uh, recommendations as well. So let's start with our uh, low end tiers of guys, like we like to do most weeks. Brian, the the guys, these are like to me single digit guys that you could take a shot at. Might be able to help you out here or there, or maybe sometime in the future. And uh, later on in the show, at the end of the show, Brian, I'm going to hit you with all these names and ask you if you think they're worth a roster spot. But it's guys like. 
Cam Akers, Trey McBride, Kyler Murray, Gardner Minshew, Kenny Pickett, Roshan Johnson, Royce, drop the piano, Freeman, Jerry Judy, and others. Uh, it's come to this for Jerry Judy, by the way, single-dollar guy. Um, a promising tier of players, I usually recommend between $10 and $20 for guys like Kareem Hunt, Ty J. Spears, Devin Singletary, Amari DiMercato taking a stranglehold on the, char- on the, the Cardinals' backfield. Dalton Kincaid with a chance now with Dawson Knox uh, going to miss some time. Jackson Smith and Jigba finally doing something with DK Metcalf out. Dalton Schultz might be another player in that area. Hey, what about Jake Bobo if we're talking about Seattle wide receivers? Come yeah, on now. I know. You, you're Bobo Bobo, and uh, we, we saw him with a really nice touchdown last week with DK Metcalf out. If you if Metcalf's going to miss another game, he's potentially startable. It's such a great story with Jake Bobo. Uh, no doubt. Running the five-second 40, you would think would be an automatic disqualifier for you at the position, but not Jake Bobo. I believe Cooper Cup had like a, a similarly, we'll call it bad forty time when he ran the combine, and that's worked out okay for him in his he's, career he's so far. Right. I would yeah, say. he couldn't he couldn't run a five second though. Was it that bad? It was high fours. I know that. Okay. <laughs> I think it was like a four six four. Yeah, but yeah, no five. That's that's all time slow. But no kidding. Hey, uh, you don't there, need speed to get open all the time. Jake Bobo, very true. Um, I've got a list, uh, a tier called middle tier guys. Uh, these are players that can, you could probably help you a lot of weeks. Somebody, you know, guys that are going to be able to get you through to December, maybe Daryl Henderson, Josh Downs, Josh Palmer, Rasheed Rice, Romeo Dobbs, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett. All these are all players uh, that were frequent chop targets this past week. These are in like the 20 to $40 range. And then uh, the high end guys, Brian. The elite players, we talked earlier in the show, these are players who were going $200, $300, $400, $500. We think you're going to get these guys in the like the 150 to 250 range. Sound about right? Yeah, and the, the high-end guys are about as high as Snoop Dogg on April 20th <laughs> at 4.20 p.m. It's uh, quite the list. Yeah, these top 10 are amazing. So much high-end talent on the waiver wire this week that some really good players are going to sneak through at lower bids, Brian. You know, what I think is going to happen is Brian bids a bunch of money on big-name guy, big-name guy, big-name guy, and you might get one or two of those, but you don't get that third guy. And that third guy's going to end up going for way, way less because people like you are going to get knocked out. And you're you're going to spend your money on other things. And there's going to be – you know, there's. With this much talent, it's there's going to be some guys that sneak through that are going to be great bargains. Yeah, I agree. So if, if you're low on funds, it's still worth trying to acquire these guys. Yes. So like you said, some are going to slip through the cracks, and you're going to some are going to go to great, great uh, for a great deal. Yep, I think so too. All right, so let's get to the top ten. And it's uh, again to your point, this is like a Thanksgiving conversation normally, not a pre-Halloween conversation with this ten. <laughs> Uh, the weakest of the 10, probably coming up right here at number 10, Buffalo wide receiver Gabe Davis, who's actually been mostly very serviceable this year. But dud game last week, I believe a one-catch game in a Buffalo upset loss. 
The average winning bid last week, $68, and the upcoming schedule is Tampa Bay, neutral at Cincinnati, also kind of neutral, Denver, very positive. What are your thoughts on Gabe Davis? Yeah, like you said, he was uh, very serviceable early in the season, specifically from weeks two through five. So that in that four-game stretch, he scored in every game. He had at least 60 yards in three of those four games. Uh, but also, like you said, one catch last week. In week six, he only had three catches for 21 scoreless yards. So yeah. he's kind of reverted back to the the bust that Gabe Davis has, has been for the last couple of years. Uh, it looked like he was living up to the hype that started, you know, building whenever that playoff game was. Yeah, two years ago. He had four, right. four touchdowns and like 200-something yards. But, you know, and, and the Bills as a whole, they just lost to the Patriots. I'm, I'm sort of worried about a downward spiral, but not entirely. I'm still going to throw some money at Gabe Davis, but only about a third of what he was going for last week. I'm at uh, $21 on Gabe. He's still uh, five weeks out from his buy as well, so that's good. Uh, he has the week 13 buy, so he's he's not worthless, but he's even though he's played like that the last two weeks, but just at 21 bucks for me for Gabe. He's clearly behind Stefan Diggs still. Well, we yeah, that, I mean, that's not even in the, the conversation, I don't think. No. But I, I invested in Gabe Davis in a lot of leagues. I thought the season he was going to have this year is the one everybody thought he was going to have last year, and I got him at a big discount in my drafts, you know, going at roughly double the drafts, the draft uh, round in 2023 that he did in 2022. And I've been starting him every week. Last week hurt in a bunch of leagues. But um, I still think, for the most part, he's been pretty safe in most of these games, and almost everybody's had two bad games. Like he's had two bad games, so I don't know. I'm I'm back on Davis. I'm forty dollars on Gabe Davis. Okay. I think he's going to be pretty safe on a pass first offense led by a very good quarterback. Let's go to the ninth most chopped player, Cincinnati wide receiver Jamar Chase on bye last week. That didn't always uh, – so obviously he wasn't in starting lineups, Brian, but it still hurt for a lot of people not able to start him. The upcoming schedule is fascinating. At San Francisco, a team licking their wounds after two straight upset losses. Buffalo without uh, Tredavious White in their secondary. And then the shockingly competent Houston secondary. The average winning bid last week for Jamar Chase, 365 bucks. But the buy is behind him. What do you think about Jamar Chase here? Yeah, love the next two weeks for him. San Francisco, on paper, people think that's a bad matchup. But look at Monday Night Football. Jordan Addison went off. He could have had four touchdowns. And their offense is great in San Francisco, so teams are forced to throw against them. And the next game after that, you said it was Buffalo. They got Mm -hmm. a great offense. They're going to put up points against the Bills. uh, I'm sorry, against the Bengals, one would think so. Yeah, Jamar Chase should be in line for uh, two huge weeks, and rarely do I come close to the average bid from the week prior on a player. Yeah. But I'm about there on Chase. I mean, like you said, of course, the bye, freshly in the rear view, nothing but games to be played. Knock on wood. Hopefully he stays healthy. Uh, So I'm at $301 on Jamar Chase. I also like the idea that at this stage, Joe Burrow should be at about 100% recovery from that calf injury. So uh, I, I went what I thought was a very strong amount, 225 You would have outbid me by a healthy $76. But uh, we both believe this is a good time to push in chips on Jamar Chase. The eighth most chopped player, Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen. He's been fantastic this year, particularly since Mike Williams went out. The upcoming schedule, Chicago, whose secondary is actually getting quite a bit better. 
the Jets, you get Sauce Gardner, and then Detroit. What are your thoughts about that schedule? Average winning bid for Keenan Allen last week, a very healthy 358 bucks. Yikes, that's that's a lot. And I'm not going to go that high this week, but like you said, um, a great season so far for Allen. Yep. Really, last week wasn't awful. He had four catches for 55 yards. I'm a, a little surprised he's on this list, but a, a name that big, you need a bigger game. Mm-hmm. Still saw it nine targets last week. He's going to... He's going to be the focal point of that passing game as long as he's healthy. He's had target totals of 11, uh, 20, 10 in other games, and just monster games. Those will come. Um, I'm, I'm in on Allen, as most people should be. I'm not in at the 350-ish dollars that you said he went for last week. I'm not coming in as high as I am on Chase. Uh, basically $100 less than that. I'm going to go at uh, 202 on Keenan Allen. <laughs> it's a very precise no, number I, I right like there. The, I like the oddball numbers. It's because a lot of people, they'll just bet, or bet, sorry, bid 200 bucks or 150. So I like to throw that extra dollar or two in there just to differentiate myself, hopefully. Do you worry that Keenan Allen is hitting that stage of the season where he starts showing up as questionable every single yeah. week? That's the that's my only hesitation on Keenan. And at his now advanced age, I don't feel like the injury risk is any less for Keenan Allen. And that's my only hesitation. And that's why, I, I'm again, I'm lower than you. I'm 175 on Keenan Allen. Um, but, you know, if he stays healthy, you know, if you told me that he's going to play the rest of the games out, which is not a very safe assumption for anybody, it'd be a much different story here. But I still have that. I mean, we've all been burned by Keenan Allen at some point, mm-hmm. you know, and the questionable, the questionable statuses and will he play and then he doesn't. And uh, It's just tough. All right, let's move on to the next huge name. It's it's just big name after big name. The seventh most chopped player, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. Upcoming schedule at Dallas, which is an easier matchup than it used to be with Trayvon Diggs out. At Green Bay, the team that just got carved up last week by the, uh, um, well, I don't know if I'd say carved up, but Russell Wilson had uh, plenty of success against Green Bay. And then they go on by. When Russell Wilson has a good game against you, it's considered carved up. These yeah, days. it probably is. The average winning bid on Cooper Cup last week, $424. I'm sure you and I are not going to get near that. What are you doing here? Yeah, that's a lot of dough. And people were bidding that because despite Puka Nakua, everyone loves Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup's the alpha dog. That's what we were all thinking. Puka's going to take the back seat. He's going to play Robin to Cup's Batman. But that was quite the opposite mm-hmm. <laughs> last week against the, the Steelers. Nakua, uh, just by the way, incre- how he fell so far in the, in the NFL draft and just basically avoided in fantasy leagues until the season started. You look at his stat line. I know we're supposed to be talking about cup, but I was just I rewatched this game today. Yeah, the catches that Nakua makes, like acrobatic on the sideline, getting both. He's so legit that he's the main concern here. Health is a concern for everyone, but seeing Nakua just dominate that game—that's that—that's a danger for Cup week in and week out. Now, of course, Cup can do the same thing to Nakua, but for those reasons, you know, we used to say like Jamar Chase and T Higgins were the best wide receiver duo or one of them or Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill right now. It might be Cooper cup mm-hmm. and Puka Nakua. Yep. So that I'm going to come in lower than uh, I did for, for chase. And I'm almost going to come in lower than 
I did from Keenan Allen, but I'll mm. still bid a little more on Cooper Cup. I'm at a $240 on Cup. I'm $225 on Cup. I, I believe Nakua and Cup can both be fed in this offense, particularly with the guys they're trolling out at running back. This is good. This is going to be a very much a pass-first offense, and um, and while they were they've gotten shocking productivity from Daryl Henderson, uh, Royce dropped the piano Freeman. I don't think that's sustainable. What is, is Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are sustainable entities because they're great. I saw this stat during the broadcast, and you probably saw it too about Puka Nakua. He's already through whatever it's been six games uh, for uh, the Rams. Have they had their bye? I think they have. I think there's no, six games seven, in. Seven, seven? Okay, seven. seven games in. He's basically equaled all of last year's production that he had in college at this stage yeah, of the I, NFL he, season. I, I can't remember who was first all-time, but he's second all-time for the most receiving yards through his first seven career games. Yeah. And it was only by like two yards, too. Yeah, he's on a historic pace right now. The sixth most job player. Miami running back Raheem Mostert, who has spent most of this year as fantasy football's highest-scoring running back, comes off a tricky, difficult game against Philadelphia. The upcoming schedule, you get a good Patriots run defense. You get a middle-of-the-pack at Kansas City, and then on bye, which I think uh, clouds this one a little bit for Raheem Mostert. We, of course, have got the lengthy history of injury. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, let's just talk about the Miami running backs as a whole for a second. Sure. They have they have scored 15 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, that's whole seasons. Yeah. So the Falcons, so 15 rushing touchdowns for the Miami backs. The Falcons, Steelers, Panthers, Raiders, Packers, Giants, Broncos, Buccaneers, <laughs> Texans, Bengals, and Vikings running backs have combined for 16 touchdowns. Shut up. They've combined. I thought you were just going to say they had less than 15. They've combined no, for those it. Wow. Teams, the Vikings, by the way, the only team with zero None. rushing touchdowns yep. by their running backs. Yep. Um, but so it's really no matter who's playing running back for the for the Dolphins is going off. Of course, Mostert and A-Chan. We're, we're, you know, a one-two punch. A-Chan still on IR for a couple of weeks. Jeff Wilson just made his return. He was pretty much a non-factor. So yep. it still feels like Mostert's going to have somewhat of bell cow usage for the next couple of weeks. But the bye is looming there. A-Chan hopefully comes back. So I'm not going to bid the amount that, would, uh, that Mostert's stats would suggest you bid on him. Uh, for those reasons, I'm only at... Uh, $72. Oh, wow. I feel like that okay. A little high. Wow. Wow. Okay. We read this very differently. Um, you can always be worried about Raheem Moser's lengthy history of injury, uh, but you can't argue with the insane production, the great run blocking that he's enjoyed. And I'm not going to panic coming off a game against maybe the best run defense in the league, uh, Philadelphia. So I'm at 175 for Raheem Mostert. Um, now that we're at the almost halfway point of the season, a lot of the injury risk is is behind us, right? You know, those are those are seven weeks in which he's you know we not, that he isn't going to be injured on my squad. So I'm willing to to put in quite a bit more on most of it. I thought 175 was going to be light, and I think it will be for most other leagues where the average winning bid for Raheem Mostert uh, had been 300. Ninety-four dollars. So I don't. You're not going to get. Wow. You're not going to get most at all. And I probably won't even at one seventy-five. Probably not. But you know, if Jeff Wilson's out there, I'm happy to grab him for a buck or maybe even for free once uh, FCFS opens. The fifth most chopped player, Jacksonville wide receiver Calvin Ridley. This he is this year's official 
Guillotine League assassin, Brian. Absolutely murdering fantasy owners. He's had two good games, five bad ones. The upcoming schedule is at Pittsburgh. That is a bad secondary. Then he goes to buy, and then he goes San Francisco, which that that schedule does not warm me up to Calvin Ridley at all. The average winning bid last week was $140, and he promptly got you cut. What are you doing with Calvin Ridley? Yeah, we've, we've mentioned Ridley a few times, and it shouldn't seem like that was going to be the case after week one, which was arguably his, his best game of the season. Uh, but that's a, that's a long, long time ago. And mm-hmm. all summer, I, I was, you know, I wouldn't say preaching, but I was saying I don't get why Ridley is going before Christian Kirk when right. you know Ridley hasn't played in nearly mm-hmm. two years and Kirk is coming off a great year. And after week one, I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. But now I, I, I was <laughs> same I here. Was right all along. Yep, same right here. All, we were right all. We, we were right all along. So like, so yeah, he's become a spike week player. The spike weeks are too far between and uh yeah you just can't trust him week in and week out and that's why i'm only at 31 dollars on calvin calvin ridley oh you know what i almost yeah. rather have dave davis i'm gonna bump it down to 21 i'm changing it on the fly yeah and i can't trust them i had 20 bucks so we're right in the same area um i would have i and even 20 might be strong man I, that's a guy where you when you when you hit the submit button on your lineup with calvin ridley in it you're just you're you're swallowing hard going oh man I hope this doesn't and come I to believe, bite me in the ass. Yeah, did you? And then, sorry, did you mention? I believe they're on the Jaguars are on bye. And we yeah, two nine. weeks. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, we yeah. did mention that. Don't, don't put a lot of money on Ridley at all. The fourth most chopped player, and fantasy football's highest scoring quarterback for much of the year, Miami quarterback Tua Tungo Vailoa. The upcoming schedule: New England, which has gotten easier at Kansas City, is difficult, and then bye week. We already talked about that schedule uh, when we talked about Mostert. The average winning bid last week was $203. What you doing with Tua? You know we're not doing that. Um, Mm. Despite being a top five, top three fantasy quarterback right now, he's not a a runner. And those are the only quarterbacks that you and I really like to spend up on. Yes, he's got Tyreek Hill. He's got Jalen Waddell. He's the quarterback of one of the most electric offenses in the NFL. But, uh, you know, he just doesn't run, and he, he's going to have some weeks like he did last week where he didn't do much. And he's definitely going to give you nothing in a few weeks when, when they're on by the Dolphins, that is. So I, I'm very light. on, on the, the, I'm at 10% of what he was going for last week. I'm at $24 on tour right now. I'm at $35, and I'm a little warmer to him than you are because, obviously, the success has been very good this year. But also, at this stage of the season – I've got a backup quarterback on my roster uh, who's probably pretty good uh, because right now there's only 11 teams left at most in your guillotine league. 11 teams left. There's a lot more than 11 good quarterbacks out there. So I've got another good guy, and now my only disaster scenario for Tua is if he does suffer that other concussion and it's early in a game before he's piled up requisite stats. So I'm more in on Tua than you are, $35, but both of us nowhere near the average winning bid last week. Agreed. The third most chopped player last week, Las Vegas running back Josh Jacobs. This has been a very difficult season for him. He hasn't topped three and a half yards per carry in any game this year. Jacobs has caught only three of his last nine targets over these last two games without Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, although if you go back to the game they had with Aiden O'Connell, O'Connell targeted him a ton. He had eight catches in that game. 
So Jacobs has been very tricky. The average winning bid last week was $286. He faces a usually very good Detroit run defense that got run through last week, but on the whole this season, Detroit's run defense has been very good. Then he's got an easy matchup with the Giants and then a neutral matchup with the Jets. What do you think about Josh Jacobs? What it boils down to with Jacobs is there aren't as many running backs that just dominate the backfield touches for their yeah. team like yep. Jacobs does. And granted, it's not a very exciting offense in Vegas, whether it's Jimmy G or Brian Hoyer, or it's got to be Aiden O'Connell time now after last week. Oh, God, yeah, it has to be. It has to be. But, uh, you know, even though Jacobs had 11, only had 11 carries last week in a blowout loss, I believe Zamir White had two. So, right, I mean, right. Jacobs is essentially a lock when healthy for 85% of Las Vegas's touches out of the backfield. So hopefully things pick up for that offense and for Jacobs, but because he's just such a bell cow, again, even though not on a, an electric offense, I'm going to bid somewhat healthily on, on Josh Jacobs. Healthily, is that a word? No, it is now. Word? Sure, we'll call it a word. Okay, whatever. Uh, I got $94 on Josh Jacobs, and that's not – too low. I don't know if I'm going to win. No, Jacob. you're not going to win it there. I don't think. Shot at him. Yeah. Um. And you know, it has been a dispiriting uh, season. But to, uh, you, you, you hit on the key things. So much volume. It just gives him opportunity. I'm at 150 on Josh okay. Jacobs. It's been a tough. Uh, it's hard to find volume backs. He's one of the few of them out there. We don't like investing in Raiders. Uh. But yeah. I'm. I think I would. I would at least. I'd push in a buck fifty on Josh Jacobs. The second most chopped player. Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Last week was the first week in two years without multiple receptions for Austin Eckler. So it's coming off an oddball week. He's got an improving Chicago defense. Then he's at the Jets, and then he's got Detroit. I think in totality, that's a fairly neutral matchup for him. Average winning bid last week for Austin Eckler was $430. How much you putting in for him? Definitely worth noting, too, uh, Eckler and the Chargers have had their bye in week five, so that's yep. in the rearview mirror. That's a good thing, but, man, i got to pivot to Joshua Kelly for a second, who the backup running back for the for the Chargers. He had the better game last week. I think you believe he had a better game than Eckler in week one. And, of course, Josh Kelly, when Eckler was hurt and was getting all yeah, the touches. Yeah, did, did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's kind of like a one-two punch they want to have there out of the backfield in L.A., uh, but Eckler, I think, you know, the one catch last week, big-time outlier. I would be shocked if that happens again in a, in a game where he's not injured. Um, so he's still a PPR monster. He's still the lead back on, a, in a, on an offense that's not as explosive as, 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 explosive as we thought it would be. Um, and again, Kelly's going to steal some touches, so I, I'm coming in higher than I am on Jacobs for sure. Uh, higher than your bid on Jacobs of 150, but not not much higher. I'm only at 173 on Austin Eckler. But the buy in the rear view is a bonus, of course. Yeah, I'm quite a bit higher than you. I'm at $250 for Austin Eckler, okay. which is about as much as I pay for anybody at this stage of the season. It still has game-changing upside. You'd start him every week the rest of the year. Uh, and that PPR floor for Eckler is just so perfectly suited for guillotine leagues. I yeah I'm I'm in on on Eckler two hundred fifty dollars it probably won't be enough but I'm that's where I'm at and the most chopped player to the surprise of absolutely nobody especially Arthur Smith Bijan Robinson 
maybe not the elite back that he's been priced at to this point uh, is is my feeling here, Brian. Average winning bid last week, $370. I mean, you know, at that point, you need to be Austin Eckler, I think. And he's not that. On average, you know, he's coming in on average, finishing as, even if you take out last week, where obviously just the one carry at the end of the game for three yards, whatever, um, he's coming in averaging just RB15. So I'm not paying the RB1 price on this thing. What do you think? Oh, by yeah. the way, let me mention schedule. At Tennessee, that's a, that is a good run defense. Minnesota's mm-hmm. turned into a good run defense. Then at Arizona, which is great, and I'll mention he's got a bye after that. So they have not cleared their bye, and that's four weeks away. Yeah, even before last, last week was bizarre because he he got the carry at the end of the game. In the first half, he played like six snaps, zero touches. No one saw it coming. He wasn't on the injury report. Later heard he had like a headache. I don't know. Total nightmare scenario for any Bijan Robinson manager. Um, but it's kind of been a, a nightmare scenario all season, as it is for basically anyone who plays offense for the Atlanta Falcons. Because mm-hmm. Tyler Algier was essentially getting half of the work. Bijan had has all the, the the overhead drone footage highlights that everyone remembers. Right. And that's what people are really placing their bids on. But in all reality, and this was the fear we had with Bijan going into the season, was he's not going to get 70, 80% of the touches are going to run Tyler here. Who's an effective runner. And that's going to continue on. And right now I believe the Falcons they're, they're certainly in contention to win the abysmal NFC South. So they're not, it's going to run Bijan into the ground. So I'm not, I'm not coming in nearly as high as I, I am on Eckler. I'm right around at the same price I have. I had on Josh Jacobs. And again, Jacobs gets all the volume. Robinson does not. So I'm at $97 on Bijan. I think he's just the guy we're going to hear on the show a couple more times before the season's over. Yeah, just two touchdowns in seven games for Bijan Robinson. And while he is chipping in, you know, you get your four catches a game or so, he's only averaging 12 rushes per game. So between the two, you're getting 16 opportunities. That's not bad. It's not great. It's... This is a tricky one. I went 125 on Bijan Robinson. It's not going to be enough to get him in most leagues. I think, you know, people I think people see the highlights and he feels like a guy you want on your team cuz he can do special things. Any play could be something special from Bijan Robinson, but it's not really working out for him to to pay that RB1 price on. It's not he hasn't been one of the 12 best fantasy running backs and I don't think that's changing. I don't want to invest in Arthur Smith. No, me neither. Yeah, people are paying. They're paying for the talent and not the touches when it really should be the complete opposite, especially at this point. It's still pretty early, in a, even though we're at pretty much the halfway point. You just need the safe floor, especially if you're going to be spending it hundreds of dollars on a player. And, yeah, Bijan just can't offer that right now. No, he can't. Uh, all right, so very uh, huge, huge names through the top ten. But let's now talk about some of the cheap guys, the guys that you're that in standard fantasy leagues people are picking up this week, um, and guys that can maybe just get you through a week or two, maybe longer. So as I like to position these, Brian, I'm going to hit you with these players. Would you bid $2 and cut a player from your roster? And your roster is getting healthier now. It's getting to be a better roster. So you have to do both. We start with Cam Akers who ended up with more carries than a floundering Alexander Madison on Monday night. 
Yeah, he's his stock is rising. Acres is, and Matt again. The Vikings running backs have not scored a rushing touchdown, and that's not Acres' fault. He's only been in town a few weeks now, right? But he's looking like he's a serious threat to take that starting job uh, for the Vikings, who whose offensive line looks pretty good, mm-hmm. like it has in the past. So yeah, uh, I would probably bid a little more than a couple bucks on Acres uh, if, if he takes that job. Uh, he's worth at least. 30, 40 bucks, probably more. Trey McBride was already getting more use in Arizona. Now Zach Ertz is hurt, and Trey McBride looking for a big uptick at a position that everybody needs help in at tight end, if if only for depth. I assume that's a $2 bid you'd make. Yeah, definitely. McBride should be rostered now that Ertz is on IR, like you said. And really, I mean, Ertz will come back, but he's a guy that the, the Cardinals should, should, should shop <laughs> to a contender. And, and McBride came on strong last year as a rookie and i think now that the, the job is all his at least for the next month yeah he, he's definitely rosterable and uh, you should definitely put a few or a uh, bit a few bucks on him kyler murray returning to practice i believe the cardinals are going to showcase him to they will start him and they will showcase him and in, in the hope that kyler murray plays well enough to garner some bidders to take the contract off the cardinals hands what are your thoughts on, on Kyler Murray as a $2 bid right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on that that theory that they're going to showcase him for a trade because right now the Cardinals are probably – they're going to be in the position to draft one of the two big quarterbacks mm-hmm. next spring, Caleb Williams or, or Drake May from North Carolina. And, you know, Murray's got insane rushing upside. He is coming off major knee injury, but again, the Cardinals, yeah, they just want him to play well for a game or two, then trade him. So he's worth a stash. But well, I I, see, I don't think they're going to trade him this year because uh, the no, trade no. deadline at this stage is only, what, eight days away or something, seven days away. I'm thinking off season, right? So they play him for much of the balance of this year, Kyler Murray, trade him in the off season. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I misspoke there. I, but I mean, like, they want to play him for a couple games, showcase him and then maybe like dial back the running a little bit so he doesn't get hurt <laughs> yeah. before the season ends. But uh, either way, definitely worth a few bucks to see uh, if he can return to some, some somewhere near his uh, peak performance level. Gardner Minshew might've been last week's highest scoring quarterback. Uh, a couple of rushing touchdowns. He threw, he got the 75 yarder to Michael Pittman. Uh, Gardner Minshew worth a couple of bucks. Yeah, definitely. I mean, against a very what we were calling the best defense in the NFL. I sat Gardner Minshew in a, a super flex league for Romeo Dubs. Wow. <laughs> so like okay. Yeah. Right. Against against the Browns, but he, he mm-hmm. did. So if he can put up, I know. Granted, he's not going to run for two touchdowns every week, but some nice receivers in Indy with Pittman and rookie Josh Downs and Alec Pierce even showed uh, some signs of life. And your boy Jelani Woods can only help in the red zone, right? Yeah. Let's. Well, That's we need him to get him to get back. Get on the field for Pete's sake. But, uh, but by no means is, is Gardner a starter right now in guillotine league formats, unless the matchup is great. But he, he still should be rostered and is, is a viable backup. So a couple bucks, sure. All right. Uh, Kenny Pickett coming off arguably the best game of his career. Uh, and nice, uh, nice showing, an improved showing for him. And maybe not coincidentally, Deontay Johnson back. You throwing a couple of bucks on Kenny Pickett. Yeah, definitely. The return of Deontay Johnson had to have helped Pickett. Uh, and the Steelers won that game. Um, so it helped the whole team, of course. And and really what, what's most desirable, if you want to put it that way about Pickett, is Pittsburgh has had their bye, and we got some big bye weeks coming up still. So we at least know he's not going to be on bye. So 
you can start him if you need to when uh, Bipocalypse 2 pops up in week 13 or uh, any other weeks outside of this one when there are buys. Hoping Roshan Johnson can come back from the concussion protocol that's knocked him out now for uh, consecutive games, back-to-back games, and again, he got knocked out early in the game before that. Uh, opportunity still there with Khalil Herbert on IR. Yeah, definitely worth adding. It's going to be a little harder to you know, get a, a lot of touches following that monster game by Dante Foreman, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, with Herbert still out, I, they're still going to want to see what Roshan can do. So, yeah, he, he definitely should be rostered as well. I would bid uh, several dollars on Roshan Johnson. Yeah, definitely. I just – I think he's I, – I still think there's a scenario where he emerges out of this backfield. But give Foreman credit for taking uh, advantage of the opportunities he had last week and uh, probably this coming week as well. In Los Angeles – Daryl Henderson established himself as the lead back, but Royce dropped the piano. Freeman got a fair number of carries. He didn't get any of the the, uh, the goal-to-go stuff. That all went to uh, Henderson. Um, he looked a little less Steinway last week, I thought, in, to my eyes. He had a little more spring to his step than what we had seen from Royce Freeman uh, previously. Apparently kept himself in decent shape. He's thrown a couple of bucks on him. Yeah, just a couple, though. He- Three games, Kyron Williams on IR. He's he's going to miss three more games. There is a bye week thrown in there too, though. So you're looking at three three games where Royce is going to get about 50% of the carries. So not too excited about it. But if you're, if you're needy at running back, he's worth a couple bucks. Why not? Jerry Judy has just been effectively invisible in that Broncos offense. You know, you wouldn't – if it weren't for the draft capital, we – you know, you would you barely even know who Jerry Judy was. Um, really remarkable, unremarkable season so far. So he's really, to me, he's down here at this $2 range. Is, uh, is he somebody you want for a couple of bucks? Yeah, even if he stays on the Broncos, he's a, a candidate to be traded, or at least that's what the he rumor is. mill is telling us. And it, I think that it can only help to go to basically any other team other than the Broncos for Judy. But even if he stays on Denver, he is talented. And yeah, a couple bucks, he, he, it's not, he shouldn't be floating around for free. Not until at least a month, month, a month down the line. But right now, he, he should be. People should be placing bids on Judy, but not not very high bids. Just bids of two, three bucks. Sadly, that's what it's come to for Judy right now. Jerome Ford is dinged up, and uh, Pierre Strong got on the field a bunch, and I thought he looked pretty good uh, with the carries that he had. What are your thoughts on Pierre Strong for a couple of bucks? Yeah, definitely. And Kareem Hunt, he he looked. He, he was questionable going into last week. He ended up playing. He, he's yeah, the fine. starter right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Hunt's up there in age. His talent was, isn't that near what it was several years ago. So, yeah, Pierre Strong, I'm in for, uh, I would go like $11 on Ooh. Pierre Strong. Okay, right you take a strong bid. Another, another team, too, the Browns with, the, with, the buy, with their buy in the rear view. Yeah, that helps as well. And a possible change of quarterback, which could only help. Man, I can't stress enough for people that didn't watch the like two drives that Deshaun Watson was in for. Oh, did he look bad? The two interceptions were just brutal. And yeah, he I, was. I, it, we, he was by the way, for... I mean, we get plenty of stuff wrong on this show and on Fantasy Football Weekly. Man, did we nail the, all the concerns we had about Deshaun Watson, who went off the board at draft time with an ADP of like nine or ten at the quarterback position unrosterable yeah he was he was actually cleared to return to last week's game and they're just like nah, nah, just nah. Yeah. exactly and no. i hate to to 
drag Daniel Jones into a conversation about Deshaun Watson, but how about that scenario too with Tarod Taylor looking yeah. pretty good? So now we got Deshaun Watson and Daniel Jones who collectively make a billion dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's right. And they're getting outplayed by by their backups who are. Yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy world. The this is what this is what quarterback desperate teams get stuck doing. Giants are a desperate team. It's been forever since they've had stability at the quarterback position. I don't know, like Phil Simms or something. Uh, Eli Manning, I guess. And then, well, not I guess. The answer is Eli Manning. Um, it's been a long time, better part of a decade. They're desperate, so they make that move. And then, you know, same thing with uh, Cleveland. Really desperate. You know, they've yet to, you know, since the franchise moved, they haven't had a quarterback they can rely on. It's been, uh, those are, you know, desperate teams doing desperate things, making bad decisions. Uh, let's go here. Yep. Uh, Giants wide receiver Jalen Hyatt getting more action. Um, you can see as a rookie, uh, it's starting to sort of piece together, and, and you're seeing an uptick in his uh, in his routes, his uh, snap count, and activity. What do you think about Jalen Hyatt for a couple of bucks? Yeah, it was a really crowded wide receiver room for the Giants going into the season. Uh, but Sterling Shepard has done nothing despite staying healthy. Yeah, my guy Isaiah Hodgins, nothing. nothing. Darius Slayton, man, it, it, it's, it's been Wandale Robinson, but not, like you said, Hyatt is emerging right now. And I don't see why there's any reason that he can't finish the season as the Giants top wide receiver. Uh, and we're not including Darren Waller in this conversation, of course, even though he essentially plays wide receiver for the Giants. But yeah, I, I, would, I would throw a couple bucks on Hyatt and right. see uh, if, if the, the surge continues. One more name for you. Uh, dropped in, I think, the vast majority of guillotine leagues especially. Traylon Burks coming back. Finally should be healthy and ready to play. Tennessee off of the bye week. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Traylon Burks? Definitely should be rostered. People should put a, a buck or two on Burks. The concern is really uh, the quarterback situation mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Yeah, Tannehill it, being it hurt. Also, you know, not that Tannehill was good, but you know, their alternatives – look to be even worse from a passing standpoint yeah Malik Willis Will Levis yeah that that's a dicey scenario but you know but but Burks is really intriguing too because the Titans appear to be sellers right now they do um Derrick Henry is a possible guy and why not DeAndre Hopkins too while they're at it these are you know yeah if, if they end up trading Henry that that'd probably lead to more passing they trade DeAndre Hopkins trailing Traylon Burks, wide receiver one all of a sudden in Tennessee. But again, the quarterback situation, pretty dicey. But uh, regardless of all that, he should be rostered, hopefully healthy, coming out of his out of the bye week. He's missed the last couple of games, but uh, definitely worth a, a bit of two or three bucks on Burks. Yeah, I'm with him. Uh, we've gone long on this one, 43-ish minutes for this uh, for this podcast. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, helping out via phone. We'll, uh, we'll no talk. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, be back next week. Best of luck. This is going to be, man, I'm telling you, everybody, you're going to get, you're going to be surprised. You're going to get some great players this week in your waiver wire bidding in your guillotine league. Have a lot of fun with that. Lots of opportunity this week like we have not seen and probably will not see for another few weeks. So enjoy it. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye-bye.